VIP listeners, you are now on the mark. Thrilled to have you guys tuning back in. We got a great show for you, as always. Another guest calling in, another comedian that is, Carlo Bellario, North Jersey guy. He's been in the industry for years now. He's worked alongside Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Denzel Washington, Sarah Jessica Parker, many, many prominent people. And Carlo's a good guy. He's hilarious. You're going to feel like you knew him for years. He's a neighborhood kind of guy. Benny, I know you uh, You think the world of him just like I do. Yeah, absolutely, Marky. You know, uh, neighborhood guy is exactly the words I was going to use to describe Carlo. And, you know, a few years back, he ran into a little trouble with the law. We all know how that goes. So I'm excited to hear his take on it and, you know, hear what he has to say about all that. Yeah, no question. When I was reading up on that, that was one thing uh, amongst everything else that really stood out. Guy was looking at uh, a decade behind bars. Very serious stuff. All for an airsoft gun. A pellet gun. gun. Yeah. I know. Not having a proper... Uh, I don't know, license, license? kind of deal? Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. I don't know. Yeah, that, w- that was my reaction, Benny. When I was watching the clips and whatnot, like, it, was, it made the news. So when I was watching these news clips, I'm saying to myself, somebody could go to jail for having a BB gun? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's a crazy system. But hey, they say all publicity is good publicity. Right, Marky? Yeah, of course. Of course. He's no stranger to the stand-up world and... Frankly, Benny, that's a world that fascinates us. A lot of our major top guys that we look up to and admire are stand-up comedians. Takes a lot of guts to get on that stage. Oh, yeah. And, you know, get the temperature of that crowd. Always been amazed at stand-up comedians. In fact, I once told my dad I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. He told me he might as well flip burgers at Burger King. But, yeah. you yeah, know, it's a right. tough life. That's right. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld had a similar story. He told his parents he wanted to do stand-up, and they basically laughed at him. Yeah. You know, so it is a tough life. Yeah, it's tough to break into, and it's very tough to carve out your name over, you know, a decade or two like Carlo has. No question. We'll have to play uh, one of our uh, signature games with him. I'm thinking maybe G. Okay, perfect. Uh, Do we give him the same uh, mob movie quote uh, game that we feed uh, Marino? I like it. See if he... See if he does any better than Mike does. Yeah. See if he can get one right. Mike's 0 for 10 at this point. Yeah. He's got got nothing in that game. No. Not going (laughs) to cut it in the majors, as Brett Boone would say. Right, exactly. Other than that, Benny, uh, apparently in Hawaii we got volcanoes about to erupt. The original Miss Lois Lane died. And... Damn, sports betting is now going to be legal. About per fucking the, time. Uh, U.S. Justice Supreme Court. Unreal. I mean, we we're just talking about the uh, justice system here. That's one thing they finally got right. Yeah, it's about time that they got this right, Marky. Because let's be honest, everybody we know gambles. We both gamble, and it's been we've been doing it illegally this whole time. So you might as well just make it legal and tax it a little, and make the state a little bit of money instead of my bookie. And maybe it brings back Atlantic City some, some new sports books, some new opportunities for that city to bring in business. You know, we all like Atlantic City. We have a lot of memories in Atlantic City. It's a great location. People from New York flock there, uh, Philly, other parts of Jersey, you know. Every now and then when I'm in AC, I meet some random people from wherever, and they flew there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of a destination, but frankly, it's seen better days. Sure. So maybe this is the shot in the arm it needs to bring AC back. It's certainly going to help, Marky. I mean, you can do a lot of cool things with those sports books and the technology that they have now. You can have apps. You can have stuff on your phone. You can have stuff at the table. You can have lines getting updated every second, even during the game. It's an exciting thing, man. I'm very pumped about it. It's only going to further my AC experience. Of course. And... One other thing for our VIP listeners to look forward to, we're bringing back on the mark, full-time senior editor, Joe Stacco, back onto the show. Last appeared on our infamous Tilted Kilt episode, where, as all our VIP listeners know by now, the Tilted Kilt suits, Tilted Kilt corporate, wanted us to pull down that damn episode, 
And I made the call, and I said, we ain't taking it down. And, Benny, you were right there with me. Absolutely. You co-signed that move and influenced that move fully. Yeah, we pissed on him, man. Yeah, no question about it. Rightfully so. And when I tell that story to people, and when our VIP listeners give us feedback, they say, man, it's outrageous. That place is, like, supposed to be an exaggerated Hooters. Mm -hmm. Everything about that place is controversial. Yeah. So why would they want otherwise, you know— why would they want to go in a different direction with uh, some of the entertainment they're bringing in? Yeah, it makes people honestly question where their mindset is at and, and where their vision on their product is. And just like on the On The Mark um, Instagram account, that's at the underscore On The Mark show this weekend, I posted a picture from the newspaper, a clipping rather from the newspaper, of a tilt-a-kilt closing down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no wonder. Uh, there was a tilt-a-kilt at the King of Prussia Mall that closed down. All that big business out there, and that tilt-a-kilt can't do anything? Well, they have a great product. Unfortunately, they don't understand their product fully, Marky. Yep. They don't commit to their vision. Yep, and that is the um, type of thing where you sign your own death warrant. Yeah. That, you know, it's as simple as that. It reminds me of an ESPN, a restaurant ESPN. Yeah, kind of. I'm with you there. Uh, if you don't understand who you are and what you are and what you offer— you will fail. Absolutely. Uh, but other than that, gang, a lot of good stuff coming up. Preakness this weekend. Uh, we got the NBA uh, playoffs hitting high gear. We know the Sixers are gone, but the future is bright. It's going to be an exciting NBA offseason, specifically for Sixers fans. But all that and more when On the Mark continues with Carlo Bellari. We just want to party, party just for you. We just want the money, money just for you. I know you want to party, party just for me. Girl, you got me dancing, dancing shit for free. We just want to party, party just for you. We just want the money, money just for you. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Mr. Carlo Bellario, you are now on the How are you? How you doing, Carlo? Appreciate you calling How you in, doing? Man. Good, man. Just uh, uh, settled in here, trying to put together a great show. We're thrilled to have you on, man. Uh, thank you for taking your time to join us. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. I'm uh, always happy to help, believe of, me. <laughs> of, of course. No, likewise. Um so, Carlo, got to ask you, uh, your comedic inspirations. You've been doing this for a long time. Who do you look up to? Who do you like currently, previously? Uh, give us a little insight into uh, your thought process there. Well, I started in 87. Um, I actually, uh, when I was old enough to drive, which I got my license early in 84, but when I started going into the city, there was an open mic everywhere back then, and it was a lot easier than it is now. I feel I feel bad for these new guys coming up because it's, uh, it's a whole different ballgame. But I used to go to a place called the Boston Comedy Club, which was in the village. It's a legendary place. And first time I got up on stage was September 26, 1988, and um, I was doing an open mic. And the headliner at the time, and he wasn't really even a name yet, was Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah, I like Ray. So, yeah. Um, uh as a kid watching Abbott and Costello on Channel 11, that was my first um, uh, exposure to comedy. But uh, if I had to say who got me started, it was, was without a doubt Sam Kinison was my idol. I still to this day, uh, you know, adore him. And we're, I'm actually very close with his brother, Bill, who keeps in touch. He's actually called in a couple of times on my show uh, today. Hmm. That's a good question. There's a lot of, I actually like, um, I like Gabriel Iglesias. I think he's hysterical. 
Um, I don't know if you would consider him new, but I love Larry the Cable Guy and the whole blue collar comedy thing was always I'm a big fan of. Um, as far as new, new, well, I've worked with him a bunch of times. He's not new. He's been around for a while, but actually he's just now exploding on it with be Sebastian Maniscalco. Very, very talented young sure. man. Yeah, very popular, very talented. He uh, he performs in Atlantic City. He's all over the place. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, you know what I'm saying? It's You pay your dues, and it's all about, you know, timing. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine who's a comedian, his name is Paul Veneer, he's very, very uh, well-known. Um, he said, talent provides you your break. Uh, no, I'm sorry, timing provides you your break. Talent will provide you longevity. That's and cool. that's basically, yeah, that you know. makes sense. Uh, let me ask you a question. Did you see the news today with uh, sports betting legalized in Atlantic City? Uh, legalized in the country, rather? Well, it, it's. I don't think it's going to really affect Jersey at all. Because let me tell you why. And this is coming from the son of a mobster. who my father's long past, uh, 1990, he passed away. As long as people have to pay up front for their bets, they're not going to want to, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody has the money up front to bet. And if you do, you do. That's a good uh, point. I think this, you know, uh, because if you think about it, and I don't know, I haven't been in that lifestyle for years, but when you go to bet with a bookie, you don't have to pay him when you lose. you got at least a week to come up with the money, and that's where the, the challenge is going to be. Let, let me tell you something. The state knows it's going to be a cash cow because it's already big online with all that other stuff, but – it's going to be big, but there's always going to be that people that they're going to miss out on that certain portion. Maybe they don't care. Maybe it's the uh, the odds are going to be overwhelming uh, that more people are going to have the money nowadays. But I think that's a big gap that they didn't overlook. And that's why organized crime succeeded because, you know, listen, hey, I lost the game on Sunday, but I ain't got to see this guy till Friday. So, you know. Right, right. It's a great point. That's interesting about your father. Now, uh, would we know your father from the news, anything like that? Uh, that was interesting. You were so open to, to mention that about him. And we well, obviously appreciate the transparency for sure. Well, what am I going to lie? It's, it's all, you know, nowadays you can find on anything. He wasn't like, he was big in my neighborhood. He ran our neighborhood. Um, he was well known. Uh, you know, like, was he a guy that was in the paper a couple of times, but nothing, you know, he wasn't like a John Gotti type, even though he was friends with him and all that other stuff. Was this up in and New it, Jersey, Carlo? Yeah, I grew up in Newark. Right, right. So, um, you know, it's, 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 they, they make it so glamorous, but it really, in the long run, it's really not. I mean, I just came out of something too. I don't know if Mike told you, uh, Mike Marino is another close friend of mine. Uh, I just came out of a big thing two years ago. Not even, well, it's about two years ago that it happened. Um, I was um, filming a movie. And uh, it was an independent movie. It wasn't even for money. It was just, you know, like I was something I wanted to do in my spare time just to, to network. And it seemed like a, a cool idea for the movie. So I applied for the movie. I got picked to do it. They wanted me to play a bodyguard for a drug dealer. I said, okay, I could do that. So... They filmed it in Woodbridge. Now, bear in mind, this the kid that was shooting the movie was like this nickel and dime guy. And I, listen, I don't begrudge anybody um, from doing their thing. He was a young kid. He was in college, I think, and he had no money uh, for the budget. But uh, they made us get in a car, and we had to drive around Woodbridge and pretend we were chasing another car. So it was going to be a car chase scene, so they gave me a prop gun. They said, okay, just hold this out the window while we drive and pretend you're shooting at the car in front of you. I said, okay, so we do this for about five minutes. We get back, and we're surrounded by the SWAT team. Oh, my Lord. Now, was this during the day or at night? No, this was during the day in, in plain sight in Woodbridge, New Jersey, on, on the side street. So the, the people in the neighborhood, and rightly so, you can't fool them because they don't know. They see a guy with a suit on and sunglasses pointing a, 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 prop, a gun out the window. They don't know it's not a real gun. Right. So they call the cops. Right. The cops show up. They said, all right, what's going on here? They said, uh, who's the guy? Who's the two guys in the truck? Who's the guy with the gun? I said, I'm right here, sir. We're, we're, I'm an actor. We're shooting a movie here. He saw all the cameras. Turns out that years ago, um, I got in trouble. It's not, not a secret. I'm very open about it. I got in trouble. I even 
went on uh, went away to college, you know, for a few years, if you know what that means. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. I'm not supposed to touch a gun, but they gave me a prop gun. Now I'm thinking it's a prop gun. In in, in hindsight, in reality, it was a, a, a an airsoft pistol, which is a BB gun. And in New Jersey, you might as well have an assault rifle. It's the same thing. I was, and I swear to God, Mark, and you can Google my name. I was looking at 30 years for shooting a damn movie for no money because I had that prop gun in my hand, that BB gun in my hand. Wow. Now, what the heck did the judge say about that when you put it that plainly when I'm sure your lawyers did as well? What was the the reaction in the courtroom to something like that? I mean, that's outrageous. Well, the, the public thought it was nonsense. Everybody, I swear, I mean, and I did what any good comedian would do. I got right in front of it. I said, listen, this is what happened. Um, I think it's uh, a waste of the courts. The prosecutor had such, excuse the expression, such a hard-on for me that they wanted to make an example of me. And then they trotted out my in court. Well, his father was organized. I said, what does that have to do with anything? The man has been dead since 1990. So that means I'm like him. Right. So it was very highly, if you Google my name, that's what all the articles come up from. The actor faces 15 years, actor faces 30 years. The judge really didn't say nothing. He just went along with it until the only time he really said anything is at the end when they were sentencing me because I just, I wanted to go to trial. My lawyer goes, he didn't think I was going to win. I said, there's no way in the world that the jury would convict me of this. It's ludicrous. Yeah. Oh man. Um, That's one of the most outrageous out in a world today. That is extremely outrageous. That is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Well, that's New Jersey for you. So, I mean, um, it, it, it ruined my life to a degree because now I, I am affected by that. You know, uh, it has hurt me financially. I'm still trying to get on my feet. For, I mean, I had friends put up a GoFundMe. Um, I didn't uh, raise the money I needed. The lawyer had to be pro bono. So I, I'm still picking up the pieces, but it, it was a valuable lesson that I learned. You know, I just, the way New Jersey is, they the stupidest thing. The case should have been thrown out from the beginning. Um, I, the day I got arrested, the, the movie company told them they must have threw me under the bus because I was the only one arrested that day. Yeah. You know, they didn't even have a permit for filming, which they should have had because they probably couldn't afford it because the town must have said, oh, this is how much we need for you to film. And they must have tried to skate and, and go under the radar. And look what happened. I spent four days in jail. My girlfriend was panicking. She was trying to call all these. She was trying to call the movie company. Oh yeah, don't worry, we'll bail them out. When they found that it was ten thousand dollars, which is a lot, but it's not uh, like a five hundred thousand dollar bill. Yeah, we'll right. come and get them. They left me in there for four days. Jeez. Until my until my family had to finally get me out. But it was all over the news. I went to every news station. I was on, actually uh, 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 Howard Thompson from Help Me Howard. Uh, was able to was, took up my story and he became a friend of mine. It was just a ludicrous thing, and um, everybody's like, "Well, why don't you sue the guy? The kid has no money. What am I going to sue him yeah, for?" Yeah, there's nothing to sue for. Wow. Yeah, man. Well, hey, look, you made it out. Thank God. That's a uh, that's an absolute nightmare. But let's call it what it is. You made it out, and you're purging forward now with uh, a lot of positive type things on the horizon. Oh yeah, definitely. And, I have and a, that's, uh, you know, that's noteworthy. That's something that people should respect and admire. I know I do. Well, you know what? You have to. It's, it's you know, I didn't think I, you know, at, at 50 years old, which I am now, you don't think you have anything to learn, but you learn something new every day. And, um, like I said, I'm going to be a lot, and I've done bigger productions, you know, I've done movies like I've done TV shows like law and order and new year's Eve with Ashton Kutcher. And I, yeah, I've De done Niro. the thing, you know, and I, I don't, I, you know, I just said, let me try this. And, but you know, it is what it is. And like, I, like you even said, I'm forging ahead. I got my own uh, radio show. Everybody calls it a podcast, but I, I'm also, I like to say a radio show because yeah. I'll tell you why Mark. And I have nothing against the word podcast because I am, I'm a celebrity driven show. Like I like to interview celebrities and we do a lot of bits and funny stuff, right. but it's been my experience when you contact publicists and you say you have a podcast, they don't seem to um, recognize it as much as you say, listen, I have a radio show. Right. Yeah. Because I think that, 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 that is fair. Yes, I agree. 
I don't want people, and no offense to anybody that's doing the podcast, I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm just a, a, a couple of guys sitting in a basement and not taking it seriously. I want them to say this is a, this is a legit thing. My show, my weekly show is, is carried on Armed Forces Radio. In two years, I've picked up four syndications, so I must be doing something right, and I'm proud of it, you know? Oh, well, certainly, as you should be. It's a grind, and you're seeing the results of the grind, as are we here, and it's an exciting process. It's, uh, it really is, it, and I like your theory on calling it a radio show. We don't call it a podcast either. We call it a show because, you know, we put out the video content, of course, the uh-huh. podcasts, and, and other, we, other pieces of content as well. Now, we, Carla, we like to play this game here at On The Mark, where when we have a uh-huh. guest on, we ask them, well, the, the name of the segment is G. Look, go inside, make oh, yourselves no. comfortable. Oh, I'll no, make you something to eat. Hey, how do you like John? Red, medium red. Medium red. Hmm, aristocrat. My snack was a honey crisp apple. <laughs> okay. Like, meaning, what'd you eat today? Did you eat today? Did you eat today? Uh huh. Do, okay. do you follow? I, I, yeah. Now, what'd you eat today? I had. Let me. Uh, wow, I don't even remember. Uh, I had. Oh, I had a, a leftover meatball sandwich that my mother makes gravy on Sunday, macaroni. So I had, I made a couple of sandwiches from the meatballs left over right. from yesterday. Very uh, nice. Sunday. Did you, did you put any fresh mozzarella on that? No, no, just meatballs, and I put the grated cheese on with it. I had the semolina bread that I had. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's key to have the bread. Yeah, that's it. Without the bread, it's the bread makes the whole sandwich. Of you know? Always. Is that all you had today, Carla? Uh, yeah. You believe it or not, I'm I, I had I'm not a big breakfast eater, which I know I should be, but uh, that that that's that was it. I didn't even eat yet. I'll probably I, yeah. I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning. And I'm, I'm one of those uh, refrigerator raiders. Are you on a uh, summer type diet over here? Getting ready for the shore? No, actually, you want to laugh? I haven't been to the gym in two years, and I'm, I really need to get my ass back there because at one point, Mark, I shit you not, uh, two thousand wait, wait uh, eight, eleven years no, ten years ago, I had the gastric bypass surgery, and I was at that time. I was a 623-pound individual. What? Yeah, and I could show you pictures and everything. I what? Lost over yeah, I lost over 400 pounds. I'm 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 about 250 right now. I was down to 190, but I put a little bit back on. But I need to get my ass in the gym. You weighed over 600 pounds? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I had they. I don't know. I had freakish strength too. I could sit. I actually used to make. You know how I used to make money in my spare time, just kidding around with friends. I used to curl beer kegs. Oh my god! You're I had this as freakish, an ox. as big as an yeah, ox. They, yeah, you know. Um, and it's just I can't do that anymore. But I, I want to get back to the gym. I started running. I got in shape. I was in like I was like a bull in a china shop. I mean, Carl, I had... at six hundred pounds, you got to be sweating like a maniac just to tie your shoes. You know, want to know something? I was one of those active fat guys. I worked ten hours a day. I was always active. Um, never had any. You know, I couldn't do a lot of physical activity, but for a fat guy, I was pretty active. I, you know, I wasn't on. You know, and I wasn't. I wasn't really out of breath until I, you know, if, unless I had to do something really extraneous. I was like a an anomaly, I guess you would call it, as as far as never had high blood pressure, never had diabetes, never had any, like, kind of problems. I lucked out, got the surgery. I got down to a great weight, started working. I started running 10 miles a day like a gazelle. Wow. And, uh I, I need to get back to that, but that because of all that shit that happened, it, it sort of put me in a depression. You know. Yeah. So, like, I, like I said, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still parting the clouds to get out of that funk, as it were. My lord, I mean that that's a lifetime achievement. There's people at that weight that drop dead out of nowhere. Their body well, you just know, can't handle it. You know, it's weird. There's, there's one side of the people that'll say, "Oh, that's great, good for you," and there's other side of the people that go, "Well, you cheated. You had surgery. You didn't do it on your own." No, oh, what do you want? <laughs> by any, you know, you know, you found a way to win. That's what I talk about with sports. Whatever, find a way to win the game. You found the way. 
Yeah. And, you know, like I said, hopefully this summer I'll get back into the gym. And, you know, I had a couple of surgeries, too. That I, had a, I had a hernia. I had a, a, a tumor on my knee. So I had a, you know, they had to put a plate in there. So I'm like Iron Man now. I got wait, all wait, metal in me. What was that, cancer, the tumor, or no? You know what? I we They thought it was, but it tur- it was called an osteochondroma, but it would turned out to be nothing, thank God. But it, it was like a half a moon grapefruit on my left femur. It came out of nowhere. They said it's common. They don't know what causes it, but they said you can leave it in there. But it was giving me some knee pain, but... You know, I said, you know what, let's get rid of it, and they did, but there's a, a metal plate now over there. So now every time I go through the airport, I'm like buzzing. I'm like, relax, I have my medical card. I have a titanium plate in my thing. It's <laughs> it's funny sometimes. Meanwhile, they're busting my ball, but meanwhile, a guy behind me has got a rag over his head and carrying a rocket launcher, but he gets to sail right through. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And and you're you're going to court over BB guns and uh, movies that were uh, yeah, being made as know. an art project. Yeah, so I've had an an interesting life so far. Now, hopefully, you know it gets better. Like I said, the radio show has been really, really good. Um, Carla, why don't you give our listeners the uh, you know the the pathway, the instructions to to check your uh, Animal House radio show out. All right, Animal House Radio Show airs live every Wednesday night from 8.30 to 10.30 if you're on the uh, East Coast. Um, it's, it airs on HamiltonRadio.net. We stream it live on the Facebook page, the Animal House Radio Show, so please go there and like the page. Uh, we got a very special guest this week because um, I, I grew up in the 80s, Mark, so I'm a big fan of the retro celebrities. Like We've had a lot of big names on our show, but... You let, know, our, let our listeners I, know, Carlo, who have you had on the show? Uh, I've had Marianne from Gilligan's Island to Joe Montaigne from Criminal Minds to Larry the Cable Guy to... Love Joe Montaigne. Uh, yeah, uh, Ron White, and, uh, you know, um, Tawny Katane from the White Snake video, Here I Go Again. You you know, I just, I cool drive in my right car, there, Mark. Carlo. You know, cool. I drive in my car. And I say, you know what, or I'll watch a TV show. And I'm like, I wonder what they're doing right now. I wonder if I can get them on the show. I make a couple of emails. Most of the time it works out. But, you know, I've had a lot of people turn me down, which a couple of people I was heartbroken over. You know, but you get over it. But this week, if you're a big fan of the Karate Kid, I have the Sensei, Martin, uh, that played the Sensei in the Karate Kid. He's going to be on our show. Live. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, they got that new show on YouTube Red. Yeah, you know what? I checked out the first two episodes. I'm hooked, but now I got to subscribe to this YouTube Red thing. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it's four ninety nine a month, something like that. Yeah, so I'm gonna check that out. But I, I watched the first two episodes. I thought it was well done, and uh, I'm interested in, in interviewing him. We've had the guys from Revenge of the Nerds on. Oh my God! Uh, I'm actually next week. We're gonna have Dee Schneider from Twisted Sister. Very so. cool. All right, now let me ask you a question here, Carla. You're, you're Italian. You're a proud Italian, proud Jersey Italian. You a Sinatra or Dean Martin guy? Who, who's your guy there? Uh, it's a little rapid fire here. Yeah, you know what? Um, I'll give you one better, Jimmy Roselli. All right, all right, Jimmy Roselli it is. Uh, Robert De Niro or Al Pacino? Ooh. You know what? I can't choose between the two. I actually worked on the set of Carlitos Way. Never got a chance to meet De Niro. Would love to meet him. So I, I'll give the edge to Al Pacino. Okay. A veal cutlet or a chicken cutlet? Oh, veal, without a doubt. Milk fed. Yankees or Mets? Yankees. Jets or Giants? Steelers. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I'm a steel curtain guy from the 70s. I ain't no bandwagon that once they win, everybody's a fan of them. I liked them back in the in the, uh, the Mean Joe Green days. No, I understand. I have a cousin from Brooklyn who is your age, diehard Steelers fan. It actually annoys me. Yeah. Roethlisberger or Tom Brady? Oh, Roethlisberger. I hope Tom Brady takes a snap of the ball and snaps his ankle. I can't stand it. <laughs> I just, he's one enough. Get the, go, go bang Giselle Bunch and retire and leave, and leave people alone already. All right? uh, well, you know, I'm sure you don't have to worry about that. I'm sure he does that. Yeah. Now, here we go. This is a little segment, little game on this show we like to play 
our mafioso movie quotes. We try okay. to go off the beaten path here. Our good friend Mike Marino, who we love to have on this show, uh, he's uh, about 0 for 100 with these quotes. So, Carlo, we're going to see if you fare any better, my friend. Something right. tells me you will. All right. I'll try. All right, here I go. First one. Now, if I ever, I mean, if I ever see you here again, you die just like that. Oh, wow. Hmm. Uh, is that the one with Christopher Walken? Um, I think he played Frank something. No. The clock is ticking, Carla. I'll tell you right now, uh, that's not it. Uh, American Gangster, Denzel Washington. No. Ironically, no. a movie you said uh, that you had auditioned before. For, rather. Carlito's Way. Oh, wow, okay. Should have known that. That that bothers me. <laughs> well, don't let it bother you too much. I mean, it, we what we do here, we find little quotes that are memorable, that are good, but aren't cliche and obvious. You know what I mean? Right. That everybody. Yeah. You got another one, or that's just the one? Oh no, I got another one for you. I got another right. one for you. I, I'm I'm looking at a sheet that my producer gave me, and, there, and there's so many good ones. There's so mm -hmm. many damn good ones. But uh, I want you to get one. Nobody has got one this entire time, and I'm starting to feel like it's my fault. And I'm starting to feel a little guilty well, about it. Well, that's good. It's challenging. It's challenging. All right. Here we go. You don't make up for your sins in the church. You do it in the streets. You do it at home. The rest is bullshit, and you know it. Mm. Wow, these are good ones. I'll give you the decade, the 70s. I know mm, you said you okay. like the 70s. Yeah, um... Not that much came out in the 70s that was memorable. Um, I'll have to say, uh, Godfather 3. Well, no, Godfather 3 was the 90s. No, okay, what am I talking about? Wow, I'm... Godfather 2. Is that your final answer? Yeah. No. From no. a Martin Scorsese classic. Oh, Mean Streets? Mean Streets. Yes. Damn, I forgot about that movie. All right. Now, here's a movie that's a little more recent that I don't okay. think you would have forgotten about. Man, is this a, this was a special movie. All right. Don't disappoint me on this. Or some other guy will be putting their fat cock up Miss, up Little Miss Freud's ass. Oh, wait a minute. Repeat it one more time. Go ahead. Don't disappoint me on this. Or some other guy will be putting their fat cock up middle, up Little Miss Freud's ass. Why is that? Is that the departed? Don't disappoint me on this. Or some other guy will be putting their fat cock up Little Miss Freud's ass. That's, that's The Departed, ain't the it? The Departed! Finally, we got one! Benny, sound the horns, drop the balloons, shoot the confetti. This place is going wild. Carlo, thank God you nailed it. Beautiful. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That's a great movie. I, that's one of those movies I love that you that can movie. watch every time it's on. Every damn time. And you can pick it up at any point. Right. It's, it's funny, yeah. It always seems that when you turn it on, it's always had the same part in the movie. So. I know. You know what other movie? I'm not a, not a mob movie, but a gang related movie. Training Day. I'm like that with Training oh, yeah. Day. I could pick up Training Day at any point and uh, ride uh, ride out with that one. Yeah, I'm nuts with movies. I like the comedies from the '80s. I, I watch so many good things. Um, yeah, it's. I'm. You know what? And I pride myself on just movie quotes in general. I'm very hard to stump with music, and from the '80s and the the '70s and the '80s, I'm like an, I'm like a Ken Jennings from Jeopardy. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's just it's well, it's funny, and and I and I have I was born with an eidetic memory. I don't know if you know what that means. An eidetic memory. Yeah. Um, what does that mean, Carlo? It it means like if I read a book, and then you say, okay, what was on page 103? Uh, I'll tell you. That's special. 
That is special. Yeah, that's well, it's getting it's getting less and less as I get older, but um, it's a it's a it's 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 a cool thing, but it's not always because some of the things, common sense things, I I'll forget, but there's things that I can remember back when I was young, like to the T, and it's weird. It's a whole <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's a weird gift. It's cool though, you know. It I'll is. remember things, you know. How'd you do in high school? I was I was a jock, but I was a smart jock. Sure, with that type of memory, I I can't imagine not being able to uh, pass a couple tests. You know, I just um, I was always into books. I was always uh, you know, but I was I was a rebel. I was a bad boy. I did all that stuff too, but you know, I sort of kept that on the down low. Like I, there would be times when I would just go to Barnes and Noble and sit and read, just like I was like that robot from Short Circuit. I need information. You know, I just wanted to absorb everything I could. Now, now, why do you call yourself a, a bad boy? What, what a rebel? Why do you refer to yourself as that, Carla? Oh, because I when I was in high school, I was the leather jacket, oh. the cigarette, the hair slicked back. Well, not even the leather jacket. We were, you know, back then it was like, uh, you know, what it was funny. I was like John Bender in the Breakfast Club, but I had I had the brains, Fair. and I had I had the I had the you know, I had the, the I had the strength of a jock, and I was a jock, but it was weird. I was into heavy metal. I still am. I'm a heavy metal guy, you know. Yeah, interesting. How'd so, you get into that? I just was, you know. Uh, when you grew up, I, you know, I was, you know, my parents or my, the people around me, it was, it was the disco era, but I, I got hooked on Kiss at an early age. And then I used to watch a TV show called Don Kirsten's Rock Concert. And then it was, um, you know, uh, ACDC. My first album I ever bought in the store, I think was Highway to Hell. And then I forget the rest of history. Beautiful. Know, no, I mean, that's, that's a solid era of, of, of timeless music that people still listen to this day. You know, I mean, I'm actually going to the, this concert this summer as I'm, because of the radio show, I get a lot of, because we're on Armed Forces Radio Network, we get a lot of perks. So Poison has invited us out to their show. Foreigners inviting us out to the show this year. You know, so it's kind of like, you know, it's rewarding to meet all those guys that I used to listen. You know, I heard these songs first run when they were in the, on cassettes. I'm showing my age. I used to sit in my car and play them on cassettes. And these there's kids that are like a third of my age, and they know all the words in the music. So that that must be telling me something that I you know that I like this music for the right you know for the right reasons. If these kids who weren't even born, their parents must have been listening to this music, and they know the words just as well as I do. Naturally, of course. Uh, Armed Forces Radio, that sounds interesting. Do they attempt to restrict your content at all? Do you work under any uh, serious guidelines there that would restrict any of your content? No. I mean, I personally, you know, don't... Um, we have the... Because we're uncensored, we have the, the ability to say whatever we want. But as my moral says, I don't reference anything of the... Uh, no racist things, no homosexual things, because there are people in the military who, um, whether they want to choose to, uh, you know, uh, be open about it, are homosexual. I have no, you know, to each his own, but I just try to give them funny, quality content, and uh, they love it. They respond very well to it. They love our guests. They even send us suggestions for guests. So it works out, you know, it's, we don't air live to them. What happens is when we air live, I upload my show and right. then they broadcast it twice a day at 3 a.m. at 3 p.m. and 3 a.m. And it works out well because, you know, different time zones all over the world. So I'm, I'm covering the gamut, you know, because, you know, sometimes people may not be awake at 3 p.m. And at 3 a.m., you know, it's a different time zone. So I'm trying to catch everybody. Naturally. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Uh Carlo, leave us with this. And it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. And uh, I look forward to having you on hopefully again and, and talking to you again soon. But leave us with this, Carlo. Your favorite comedy movie of all time. Well, that would that's an easy one because of the name of the radio show uh, would be, have to be Animal House because that was one of the first movies um, – that, well, John Belushi was was a, a god. As a matter of fact, speaking of animals, we just had Tim Matheson on the show who loved us, 
And uh, but it, hands down, Animal House, without without a doubt. And it's I still... had a feeling that was going to be. I just wanted the people to hear that name one more time. They got it to now, me Mark. Again. Just a quick question: Where are you guys located out of? We're in uh, South Philadelphia. Listen, if you uh, you know we're in Hamilton, which isn't too far from Philly. I don't think if yeah. you guys want to come in any Wednesday to sit in with us, you're more than welcome. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll uh. We'll bring a case of beer, a couple bottles of whiskey, and uh, we'll sit in. We'll hang out. Yeah, it's not far at all. Yeah, we get uh, we get food, uh, you know, brought in by our our sponsor, uh, Francesca's Deli, and uh, it's just a blast. It's just fun, you know. Uh, we do bits too, like we have this uh, segment called "The Way the F Out There News," where we pick two news stories that are so outrageous, and then I put my little uh, spin on them, and my friend. Um, Ed Ruffalo, they call him the Big Kahuna. This, you got to meet this guy. He's one of the guys on the host on the show, all season long. He's a big guy. He's he's three and change. Right. He wears a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and flip flops. And I'm talking about in February when it's 20 degrees out. That's his attire all year long. And wow. his name is Big Ed. He's a he's a character and a half. You but know. We got, we, that sounds like uh, a great time. Uh, my producer, my uh, co-host, Benny Spielberg's nodding his head. He, he looks excited about it. I'm excited about it. Uh, we're going to talk uh, and, and, you know, iron it out. I'm going to be in Vegas next week, but when I get back, my schedule is going to be wide open, and we can uh, find the perfect Wednesday to uh, meet up with you guys. Absolutely. Well, you have an open door, and uh, Mike's been on the show. Mike is uh, it's funny because... Uh, we have one of those crazy addresses where, like, it could be four different towns, but Mike's like, he goes, it's it's sort of in the middle of nowhere, but it's not. It's just, it's one of those weird addresses that, that wreaks havoc with the GPS. But he came in, and he was a ball, and he's a very talented guy. I know him a long time, and he's, uh, if I, I wish I had a third of his talent, but he's a phenomenal guy, and he's definitely somebody that... Um, you should uh, look up to. Oh, uh, I certainly like, like I say, I certainly do. Mike's Mike's an absolute uh, stud in our eyes. He's uh, always hilarious when he comes on the show, and he works his tail off. And you got to admire that about the guy. He does, and you know what? And that's that's the only way you're going to get anywhere. It's not they're not going to, and that goes for anybody. They're not going to come knocking on your door. That's right. That's right. Another guy that you work with, uh, from what I saw on YouTube, uh, Vic Batetto. Very popular, oh, wow. funny, hilarious guy. And you guys had some very uh, interesting uh, video content on YouTube that everybody should be sure to check out. Yeah, he, Vic was, uh, I haven't seen him in a while because uh, we just, you know what I'm saying? You, I toured with him for like two years and he is this, the sweetest guy you ever want to meet. He's very down to earth. He's, um, he's, you know, he's a guy that paid his dues and struggled and then it finally clicked for him. It's like I said, it's all a matter of timing, but he's doing great. And he's definitely a great act. He's, uh, he's one of those guys that you can go see multiple times and not get tired of. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, uh, quite the character for sure. Absolutely. And Hey, uh, Carla, we're all Italian. So we'll all be working together, hopefully having a good time. And, uh, once again, I really appreciate you coming on, man. And I look forward to talking Any, to you soon. Anytime you guys need me, you just give me a holler. You got it, Carlo. Later, man. Have a Take great care. one. Take care. Oh, man. Benny Carlo Bellario came up so bigly. Absolute pleasure having him on the show. He's just the type of guy we thought he was. An absolute ace. Yeah, smart guy, too. He got an answer right in our game, Marky. Finally. Finally. Jesus Christ. But there's a guy who battled dramatic weight issues, dramatic legal issues, and just still battling, still grinding, putting out content, putting it all on the line, and has a beautiful radio show going on right now. Just like us. God bless. Good for him, man. That's a crazy story that he's living. It is. It is. And that's the type of stuff, man. Live life. Ride the wave, ride the ups, ride the downs, feel the ups, feel the downs. Take it all in. Battle out of the corner, get up off the mat. But for some reason, boxing analogies are just so good in life. 
Gang, when we get back, we got on the mark editor Joe Stacco joining us, bringing some more of that outrageousness that he is very well known for from his appearance on the Tilt to Kilt episode. When we're back, gang. VIP listeners, this rock show is rolling on. We now got another guy with uh, a background of many types of things. Adversity, drugs, alcohol, women, gambling, you name it. All the the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. On the mark, editor Joe Stacco. Joe, welcome back on the show. What's going on, Marky? That tilt-a-kilt appearance was a ball we had the place rocking we had people laughing our vip listeners absolutely friggin enjoyed themselves tremendously people texting me hey who is this guy guys you know people who don't know you and you know they're reciting lines to me that you said that i forgot you said it was hilarious i was you know you know better than anybody i was just being myself yeah. That is Joe Stacco. And you were giving a little bit of a tell-all. Of course. Just a, that was a small taste. Yeah, small taste of uh, a lot of things in that realm. Sure, sure. And frankly, Joe, from being around this radio stuff, this TV, you know, studying it all, I find it's that type of content that seems to go over the biggest. Yeah, I mean, well, look look at a guy like Howard Stern. Look at the success he's had with his outrageous guest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have been a behind-the-scenes guy for us from day one. So you knew the vision. You knew the premise of the show. You joined us. You. It was like you were hitting in this lineup all along. Yeah, I mean, I... You were I, firing on all cylinders. I totally agree, yeah. You know? Now tonight you're sipping on that, that that. What's this shit called, Lafrogue? How do that, you pronounce that? That, that fine single malt mm-hmm. scotch. Mm-hmm. You're enjoying that. Sure am. We had a very long day of doing all different types of stuff for the show, running around, meeting with people, uh, putting together various things for future episodes and future uh, video clips and what have you, Joe. What did you say to us before you came on this show right now? We were reminiscing about the tilted kill Joe. What did you say to us? I, uh, I, I, you know, going going back to that night, you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, I was pretty fucked up that night, and uh, I said, I said to uh, Marky, I said, oh well, little do you know, I was all pilled up again that night. <laughs> Now, we've all known Joe for decades now, and we damn well knew that he had pills in his system at the Tilted Kilt, as he does most days. Most most of the time, that's the case. So Joe had thought for a brief moment there that he had got one over on us. But, uh, you know, we're not condoning it either, folks. We don't condone it. But let's call it what it is. I'm an adult. Absolute bullshit that the Tilted Kilt requested we take down that episode. Yeah, like you guys were, were saying earlier. I mean, that's their fucking brand. Exactly. You know what I mean? Look, they they got girls with their fucking tits hanging out, yep. asses hanging out of the bottom of the fucking skirt. You're at a fucking bar, a pub, whatever. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. I mean, we, we didn't go that over the top to where, you know, it's not bar scene appropriate, especially right. when you're, you know, you out. That, that, their outfits are more revealing than Hooters, which, right. you know what I mean? And... That was bar. That was locker room talk. That was bar talk. That was. That was the ultimate. We weren't in 
Chuck E. Cheese. We weren't in some place that kids are running rampant. It was all adults. People were gravitating towards the show. It was nothing like overly insane either that has never been talked about on TV, Sirius XM radio, whatever. You know what we're about. You know we get into certain things. Let us know ahead of time if that's what you have an issue to. But like you said, I, I know you wouldn't have signed the contract if you had known that there were going to be restrictions. Right. And, and we totally renegotiated that deal and, yeah. you know, backed out of that deal. Pissed on them. Pissed on the deal. I mean, Benny, right, isn't that the moral of the story here? Yeah, they didn't do their due diligence and we had to piss on them for it, man. Yeah, no question about it. Gotta do your due diligence, folks. And now, Joe, we got an upcoming project for you that we think our VIP listeners should get really excited about. Our YouTube channel, gang, the uh, the On The Mark uh, Show YouTube channel, putting up all types of clips, whether it was from previous episodes, coffee reviews, any other video content we have, gets put on that uh, YouTube channel and future and past stuff. So we got a project with Joe Stacco where he's going to be reviewing colognes. He has a weird obsession with colognes, which is shared by some. I'm not one of them. I always liked a nice cologne. I have a decent collection. Always liked the cologne bottles. Uh, there's a lot of cool aspects of cologne. Girls go wild over it. Joe is utterly obsessed with it. I don't know why. But like I said, he's not the only one. People are interested. And it helps our VIP listeners who are shoppers. Um, it helps a girl who needs to buy something for her dad, her brother, her boyfriend, her fiance, her husband, whatever. Cologne always makes a nice gift. Joe knows more about cologne than maybe a lot of other things you know about, Joe. Yeah, I, you could definitely say that. Uh, it's something, you know, I've been collecting cologne since grade school. You know right. what I mean? And it's, you know, in my opinion, you know, that's something a man, you know, it's manly. It's, it's manly. A man wants to smell good. Girls want their man to smell good. It's the first thing a girl notices about you. You're talking to a girl. Uh, she, wow, this smells good. You know, it's a topic of conversation. It's it's this, it's that. Like you said, it's a gift giving. You know, it, there, there's a lot that goes into it. Right. And it's not a thing where the VIP listeners uh, or the viewers, whoever they are, because we'll begin a lot of new draws just off of that, uh, that they have to commit an hour to hear about. It's going to be brief, sure. but it's going to be interesting, and uh, it's going to be comical as well. For sure. Because there's thoughts, gang, of taking this from Cologne to Joe Stacco, Cologne, Cars, and Cooter. <laughs> where Joe's talking about Cologne, he's talking about Cars, which he knows a lot about, and uh, he's talking about Cooter, no, which he also know a lot about that too, know, knows a lot about. Uh it's a project that is currently under development, but it's going to be out sooner than later. Yeah, we're going to have, uh, you know, my, my vision is, uh, you know, I'll be, I'll be comparing colognes. I'll, I'll have uh, some, some good-looking cooter, as you put it, on, the show, on the show. Evaluating helping, the cologne. Helping out, yep, so a guy can understand what girls like, things of that nature. All right, now, Joe, give us, give us, me, Benny, and our VIP listeners a little sneak peek into right now your number one cologne and why this is a new release a newer release uh it comes from an ancient staple in the cologne uh community known as aqua de gio this is a beautiful beautiful cologne it's got the old school dna of the aqua de gio but they're adding in some incense and it is absolutely phenomenal it lasts all day the performance is fantastic it is called aqua de gio profomo uh it, it's a cologne that right off the bat you know you smell it, it it's intoxicating it's it's phenomenal girls go nuts over it and uh it's my uh it's my cologne of the year 2018 i'm sold gang i don't know about you guys but i'm sold benny are you sold i'm sold but i think it's a little too early to call this the cologne of the year cologne of the year yeah Cologne We're not year. even five months in. Oh, it's the cologne. How of the often year. do new colognes come out, Joe? Uh, it depends on the house, you know. The you know per house, they're not going to you know, do it once every year, couple years. When you say house, you're talking about the company. The company, sure, sure. Yeah, that's high. That's high tech cologne talk right there. 
I'm an expert. Yeah. I'm, I'm an expert in this field, Mark. You know a lot about this stuff. I literally have a collection, uh, well over two thousand bottles of cologne. My collection's worth well over a hundred thousand dollars, fifty to a hundred thousand dollars, no questions asked. That's ridiculous. It is. It is. It's a it's a sick sick obsession. But hey, do you wear cologne when you go to the gym? I wear. This is gonna sound even sicker, but as everyone knows, after uh, the Tilted Killed episode, I'm a sick motherfucker. Uh, I will put cologne on before the gym. I have what's called gym appropriate cologne, non-offensive gym appropriate cologne. I will go as far as to put cologne on before I go to sleep because it relaxes me and I enjoy smelling it. That's sick. Yeah. That's that, that's oh, fuck. That's sick. But I, uh, you know, I expect nonetheless from our on the mark cologne expert. Like I said, gang, I'm impressed. I think you guys uh, have to be too. That's some in-depth cologne talk that you're not going to find anywhere else. And for you female uh, listeners, the most amazing perfume for women, Coco Chanel Mademoiselle. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, any girl that wears that, I go nuts over it. It's it's a it's a absolutely outstanding, incredible piece. That All should right. be that should be a part of every girl's collection. Oh, every every girl loves Chanel, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Benny, do you wear any cologne? Very rarely, if ever. I actually gifted Benny a, a bottle of cologne uh, last uh, time I saw him. Absolutely, and what? I forgot all about it for a while. What was the cologne? It was a uh, Lacoste blue. It's like a Nakata. It's a good for. It's good for the summer. It's a nice summer piece. Okay, fair enough. Well, Benny, you gotta spray that on your our next outing, wherever we go. Yeah, I'll do my best to remember, Marky. Has <laughs> uh, I think I'm allergic to a lot of colognes. To be honest, uh, I get the good. itchy eyes, um, clicky. Uh, yeah, the, the throat thing. The cl- the throat click. Yeah, hate yeah. that. Yeah, no good. That's weird. Do you ever have any type of allergic reactions? What, I mean, when I'm walking through Macy's and I'm smelling everything. Sometimes at once. I can get congested from it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's very annoying. Uh, that would, that's that's terrible. It is. Huh. About right. Benny, uh, has uh, has the cologne worked out for you? Any uh, any pussy? Definitely some pussy, Dude. Joey. I don't know if I can credit <laughs> Do the I cologne get the assist? fully. You definitely get at least a second assist. All if right. We're talking hockey talk. All right, I'll take it. You get the second assist I'll on ta- it. I'll take it. He, you were at the bar. You were the wingman, Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I threw him the cologne, and the cologne was the assist. Well, what's he talking about with the hockey? He must have had somebody else assist. Wait, I had that. Oh, first. this was a there hockey was mo- assist. It was a, reference. I reference. Yeah, yes, I shot yes, him the yes. cologne. Oh, okay. So when he's I he's credited second on the assist. Second, because yeah, see, I go the black eye is credited when we're first. We're talking about assists. <laughs> no. Okay. I get, you know, the give and go. Mm-hmm. It can be a multiple mm-hmm. assist. Okay. You know, he gave me the no-look pass on the Lacoste. <laughs> you know, come on, Benny, step up into the game, man. You, you got to listen to the vision, man. I think the black guy got the main assist. Who the fuck is the black guy? The black eye. Oh, the black <laughs> <laughs> We're all fucked up. Give me that LaFrog. Where's that fucking LaFrog? Oh, we're LaFrog all at? jammed up. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. Hey, black eyed peace. Yeah, but... VIP listeners, if you were wondering, Benny Spielberg's face is healing up rather nicely. Pretty well. Yeah, seriously. And uh, he's about back to normal. There's still a little red mark under the eye. Uh, but we're I'd say there. by next week, he's back to full face. I think I'm going to beat him down. I like the black eye look for him. He was the man in the Iron Mask. It keeps me motivated. Uh, it should. It should. Um, all right, gang. VIP listeners. Another wild one, another rock show for you guys. Joey, you got anything else you want to leave them with? No, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to the new piece. Uh, It's going to be, you know, a cool piece. Uh, You know, like I said, beautiful women. Uh, Some good intel for for guys, how to to pick up women with with cologne. Yeah. It's it's can't miss. (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. Should be interesting. Benny? I was going to tell Joe, don't forget you're referring to them as cooters. They are no yeah. longer women. Yeah, they are cooters. cooters. And, and, and cooter is plural. Yeah. So like like some words cooters. end in I or so cooter. Cooter is all multiple. Women. Okay. multiple uh, yeah. It's multiple okay. cooter. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll remember that. Cologne, cars, and cooter. Cologne, cars, and cooters. <laughs> By Joe Stackham. Uh, gang, we love yous. I will talk to you guys next week when I get back from my Vegas vacation. Until then, call me Mr. Papa Giorgio, gang. On the mark.